I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey everyone, this is Bob Shaw recording remotely. Just to give you a little heads up of what's uh, going on on this episode. So we didn't think it would happen, but... We managed to pull something out of the bag. Here's the 2020 Halloween special of Weird Tales. Uh, the fire didn't go ahead. Um, but we did manage to all meet up in an old grain barn. There was only six of us because of um, gathering limitations in the UK right now. But I think we pulled out an episode which was more than we were expecting to do. So you're going to have about an hour of a Halloween special now. At the beginning of the episode and towards the end, we do mention a few times about um, an interview that Tiss did with his parents, and his mum in particular, about her spooky experiences. And we said we'd put it at the end of this episode. Um, but I have got the audio back from Tiss on that, and it's a lot more than I was expecting. So that's not going to get edited in time. We're going to hold that back for a future episode. Uh, also, we were going to put that on this because we thought this one would be way shorter than it is. But you've got a decent length. Fun Halloween bonus here. So I hope you enjoy that. Um, there's no admin and stuff on this one because we were just having fun at the time. But if you go to my newly revamped website, bobshoy.com, B-O-B-S-H-O-Y, you can see information about Weird Tales and all the other podcasts that are on the Bob Shoy Podcast Network. So go there, bobshoy.com. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoy the episode. Happy Halloween. We're doing the uh, Halloween Barnstormer. It's recording now. <laughs> Don't forget you've got to talk directly into one of these pointed to you. Hello and welcome to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. We're in a big barn with me, Tiss. I'm not alone. My co-hosts, as always, Beef, say hello. Hello. Bob, say hello. Hello. We're doing the uh, Halloween Barnstormer. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's it's pissing with rain. Actually, levering with rain, I'd say. Um, And we're in a big grain barn with lots of mice and forklift. (laughs) (laughs) Just painting a picture. There's also a big, uh, like a turret, like a grain turret. <laughs> that is the official name. Which could be fashioned into... Yeah. It's like listening to an audiobook. Hang on, let me shut my eyes. We've got a stepladder. Uh, whatever those are called. What's that? The, like a big spade. Forklift spade. Bucket. Yeah, bucket. bucket. That's it, bucket. <laughs> We're going to build inside. I should know that. Uh... Yeah, that's the introduction out of the way. What are we talking about? We've only introduced half of us. What are we talking about? Uh, we've got uh, listeners, guests, guests with us. We have... Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, it's Hayley. <laughs> that's Hayley. Brad is here. Brad's here as well. It's Becca, I'm back. And Becca's back. So... Uh, we're going to do some... Six of us because of uh, COVID measures. Because of COVID rules. Yeah. It might take a while for us to pass around. Exactly, we're socially distancing. 
like we should. All the long journeys that recorder has to go on between people I edit out so it won't sound like it's as... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, we'll need it for the uh, episode length. Yeah, the, the short one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's the introductions out of the way. What, what are we talking about, Bob? Ghost stories? What we got? Yes, Tess, we're... Um, <laughs> seamless. We're... Um, if regular listeners will remember the Halloween campfire episodes of yore, uh, 2016, 2017, so it's been a couple of years off. The listeners keep saying, where are they? And I keep saying, you know, hold your horses, they're coming. And it's here. But it's not, is it? Because like Tess said, it's, it's rained off. <laughs> and there's only six of us. So. True COVID style, it's not happened. I didn't want to let anyone down. We've done the best we can. We thought it would be cancelled, but last minute... Whose idea was the barn? Right, last minute, Haley saved everyone's bacon and uh, suggested this old barn. So we've got like a creepy atmosphere, but in a different way to the campfire. You're going to hear echoing of voices. You might hear the pitter-patter of rain on the roof. The squeak of the rat. (laughs) The rat. (laughs) The squeak of the rat. I told him it was only six people, but... (laughs) So this might be a short one. I didn't want to cancel it, so we'll do a short one. And uh, as a little bonus at the end of this, Tiss interviewed his mum recently. I was thinking of ways to pad this out. This is perfect. <laughs> I was thinking of how to shoehorn that in. Yeah, me too. speaker just get my mum playing on the speaker. I would have loved that. I haven't listened to it yet. I've been waiting until I edit it. So, so a couple of months ago, Tiss interviewed his mum. Tiss, what was the interview of your mum about? Um, yeah, I interviewed my mum to remember now uh it was about a seance that she'd had uh, and also she'd gone to see a psychic medium about uh my nan uh recently passed away and uh some other stuff she talked about but just generally uh my mum talking about ghosts and her beliefs uh about them hmm. so when we finished with the stories around the um imaginary fire we will be playing the audio of that, which we've sort of had in the pocket and looking for a place to um, pad out an episode with. <laughs> so stay tuned. So I, I haven't listened to it myself yet, so I'm looking forward to listening to it myself. So anyway, we're going to tell... Hopefully we've got something each um, to bring. Yeah, the Halloween Barnstormer 2020. So Tiss is eager to go, so we'll start with him, I guess. <laughs> and then we'll just pass it round. Um, I've got maybe two things that I can speak about. Um, uh, I've got one, but it's not very good. I think this will be a fan's favourite because it's it's sort of campfire, but it's mostly weird news, which is obviously a fan's favourite. Yeah, and um, weird news is typically the creepiest stuff we've got on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I love this article because it is partly... Um, We'll be talking about the article, but I think mostly talking about why it's necessary to this being an actual article. So is this um, like a... This is like to do with... humorous sort of introduction to the campfire before we go on to the real creepy stuff? Yeah, this is pretty... Um, not that creepy. Uh, unless, unless you're creeped out by certain things. A uh, woman calls off wedding to ghost after he turns to partying <laughs> in drugs on holiday. <laughs> This is a, a barnstorm of a story. Um, yeah, a woman's called off her wedding to a ghost after he fell in with a bad gang. They went to Thailand on what? holiday. Yeah, the fiancé. And uh, in her own words, um, yeah, he sort of uh, was coming back late at night, bringing other spirits back to the house. They weren't having as much quality time with each other. Um, and yeah, when she was no, no, this is this is real. Um, and when she was asked why that had happened, uh, she said maybe yeah, drugs or something like that. Coming back, having sessions. Can kind a of ghost do drugs? Well, I don't know. If this is true, um, then yes. <laughs> this this changes everything we know about the afterlife, which is not a lot. Uh, Beef, let's let's go to you for reaction. What on uh, on that news article? Yeah. I mean, there's so many. Starting, I mean, the first part was ridiculous. I mean, one, she's marrying a ghost. Yeah. Is that is that legal 
if you marry a ghost, can can a vicar like oversee that? A priest oversee that? I stuff? doubt yeah, it. That's, yeah, that's, that's oh. official. I don't know. I feel like you're interviewing me because this feels like when you interview a, a, like a press conference and they just put their little thing on the table. Yeah. I don't know. Would you marry a ghost to a human? Would I marry a ghost to a human? No, probably not. If, no. If, what about when they went to sign the papers? If they put the paper down and then you actually, like, the pen lifted up and actually signed, <laughs> would you have to go, well, fair enough? No, you have to do it. No, right it's there. until death do us part. He's already dead. Oh, yeah. What about that? Well, hang on a minute. I mean, it's fine for him, surely... <laughs> you have to do it with one of those things. Was it oh, Vegas? Sign it with a Ouija board. Oh, I see, yeah. Mm. Excuse me, you're point. sitting on my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I, think actually, uh, I think she's taking the, the perks. The, these are the perks of dating a ghost, you know. Yeah. We're, we're all laughing at uh, marrying a ghost, but actually there's a lot of perks. <laughs> one plane ticket on holiday. Yeah. Uh, you know, accommodation for one. Yeah. Uh, but they will go out and party with other ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> That's the downside. <laughs> yeah. yeah, You go to Thailand and your ghost gets party and, and you've, you know, you've made the wrong choice. What um, drugs was destination. Uh, you know. The white stuff. The, 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 the usual. <laughs> <laughs> the usual. <laughs> it's a great story. I've got a video accompanying it. I don't know if that would work. Yeah, it's an interview with... It's an interview with... What's his name? Find out. He must have a name. Let's, let's, what, let's get the video up. Yeah, the ghost. Patrick's so she would take his name? She, yeah. Oh, I, I guess so. I mean, what a legend of a ghost, to be fair. Like, out partying still in the afterlife. <laughs> Something to be desired, isn't it? That the video's gone. They've literally taken the video off. The oh, article. Bullshit! <laughs> They're on Twitch. They See, my worry is that the woman's mentally ill. Oh. Yeah, so they would have taken a <laughs> yes. video off to protect her. That's my worry. Scary in a different way. Yeah. Uh, so she, her name's Amethyst, um, of right. course. Amethyst. First made headlines in 2017 after declaring she had sworn off men with pulses <laughs> and was only having sex with ghosts. Oh, this, this, this woman's... She announced her engagement to Ray. Ray. Ray in 2018. But worried she'd scared him off if she talked about having babies. I don't know how normal that is as a name. Oh my god. <laughs> Ray. And Ray. <laughs> oh my god. Now then, it's a supernatural story we followed for years on this oh morning god. after medium Amethyst Realm fell in love with her ghost fiance, Ray. Realm. Realm. He dressed in a very sexy negligee yeah. and he went into the spare bedroom and uh, and uh, turned the lights off and waited i waited and waited for a while we've played this clip on weird tales this original clip like years ago on a really early weird tales we so this is the return of a story that we've oh about. my god this original interview that they're flashing back to, we played. <laughs> Carry on, I'm, I'm amazed. I got a little bit worried. I thought maybe I'd scared it off by being too keen. Oh, okay. And then sort of just as wow. I'd given up hope from the spot, starting to fall asleep, it came to me. Really? You've had, 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 you had, you had sex? Yeah, I had sex with a ghost. With a ghost? Yes. You've had these okay. kind of encounters before Zane and said you were a medium, so why was this so personal? Why was it, the feeling different for you? Because um, I fell in love with it, I guess. Um, just a bit. It's for one. Did you have a discussion about that? <laughs> kind of, kind of an energy, I guess. Yeah. 
Okay, so, I mean, obviously things progressed. And last time that we saw you here uh, on the show, you were talking about how much you've fallen in love and there was this proposal at Wiki Hole. So things were going really, really well. Where are you now? So, now we've called a wedding off. Um, it was going really well until we went on holiday. And that was about last May. And then you just completely changed. Oh, God, just stop it. <laughs> He kind of he just started becoming really inconsiderate. He'd disappear for long periods of time. <laughs> he he didn't come back. He'd bring my spirit back to the house so and just stare around for days. Like, that is sad. <laughs> that is pure sad. This is Thailand. You where uh, you took him to, wasn't it? Went on holiday to Thailand. <laughs> When, yeah. when you say when you say he was doing drink and drugs, I mean obviously you know, a lot of people think, but well, how is that how is that possible? That point. How is that possible? Out of all of this. This world. That's the whole thing about this, though. Like they're talking as if this is like genuine. It's a slow news day for that. That's a bit fucked up, isn't it? Like she's genuinely mentally ill. They're encouraging her. Yeah, but like in a really uh, like genuine way, just like. But I'm surprised that's normal. She seemed. How long has this been going on for, though? Because they've had it back like three or four times. Twenty seventeen. Three years. We played. We played that original clip where she's like, oh, and then we had sex. Like that was a really early big news. Uh, I remember laughing at it mm. the first time. Thanks for that. It's funny, but it's tragic, yeah. isn't it? It's, oh. Oh so that's the first, uh, there you go, there's, there's a ghost story. So yeah, that's a good start. So we'll continue. That's a, we start as we need to go on, right? Oh, have I got a, is it my turn now? So I've, I've got a story to retell. So this has been told to me by a friend of mine. Um, you meant you told it on the show already? No, no. Really that, would, that would be me, though, wouldn't it, to retell a story I've already told on the show? So I was in Mozambique once. There was a man from Maputo. Yeah, there was a man from Maputo. No, so this is... I'm going to try and, like, remember this as much as I can. I got, I've, got, I've got, like, the gist of it. So this has come from uh, my friend James from the States, and he recanted... He told me this story from a friend that had told it to him when they were kids. And he said, it's like, it's never left him. And it's always been on his mind. And then when he told me this, I'm like, oh, that is horrible. Um, so he said that, um, like most kids, he said he was, he said, he can't remember exactly how old he was, but he must have been like 10, 11, something like that. And um, like, I guess, most kids, including myself, wake up in the night, feel a bit hungry, go downstairs and make yourself something from the fridge. Normally, yeah, <laughs> Sunday lunch. Um, but um, he said he like got to the point where, so this is his friend, obviously. He said that his, he got to the point where he would like find out which floorboards creaked and which ones didn't. And because his parents, like the first time he did it, his parents woke up as well and went apeshit that he was out of bed and, you know, get back to bed. So he just learned, he's like, right, this is the way I need to get downstairs. And he said he felt, he felt like he became like a ninja getting downstairs in the night to try and, and you know, get, get downstairs to make himself a snack. And would do it most, most nights. Would just like go down at midnight and make himself like a sandwich or something. And um, one night, cut downstairs and sort of like, and he like knows to walk along like the left-hand side of the hallway to get to the kitchen when he got into the kitchen, he saw someone stood at the other side of the kitchen. And he said he didn't put a light on because he just thought, I don't want to put a light on in case it's my dad. And actually, shit, I'm just going to stay here a bit longer and see if I can not get seen. Um, but he said he then swears that he felt like this, this figure then looked up from the counter and just stared at him. So he said he just like froze on the spot looking at this thing and thinking... That looks too tall to be dad. And anyway, just like started backing off and then walked up the stairs and, um, and just went back upstairs and went to bed and then forgot all about it, but didn't want to mention it to his family. And um, it's just started raining really quite heavily. Yeah, really, the atmosphere of the rain really. We're going to have to like You're shout. Have to hold it quite close to your mouth, yeah. <laughs> um, Anyway, so he, he forgot about it for a, a couple of weeks and well, tried to forget about it and then didn't go down into the kitchen afterwards. So I'm not doing that again. That was scary. 
um, until one one day it was like broad daylight. He was sat playing video games in his room and looked up into the AC vent and saw two eyes looking at him. Fucking shit his pants and ran downstairs. Um, ran out into the garden. Um, and he had like you know how American houses have got like a crawl space underneath like most places have got like a crawl space went to the crawl space and saw the same two eyes looking back at him Um, and uh, yeah he said he just remembers then like he said that was the only time it happened but he then wasn't able to ever look and he's still so he's like our age so he's like I still can't look into vents and stuff like that and he said, eventually, when I was about 15, I spoke to my mum and dad about it, like, oh, by the way, when I was, like, a kid, this happened. And he said his dad is a bit of a joker and had said that, oh, yeah, someone died in that, in that house and they died in the AC vent. They were homeless and just, like, made their home in the vent. Um, and he's like, I still don't know if my dad was joking or not, but we never talked about it again. I was like, oh, God, that's horrible. That's horrible. That is horrible, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's so simple, but it's so, just something about two eyes looking back at you. And he said he remembers the eyes looking back and he locked eyes for so long because he was so scared. He was virtually, like, frozen on the spot. And he said they were looking at him for like, a bit too long. He said it wasn't just the look. He said it was the way that these eyes were looking at him. He said almost like... The word he used was, like, seductive. I was like, God, sexy. Maybe it was Ray. Um... But yeah, it's anyway. So that was that's that's my story from my friend James from the states. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, Bish. You're welcome. I don't. I mean, we don't really have any questions to ask for that. Really. Yeah. Yeah. The way the yeah. It's like so. That got me um, thinking of tombs from X Files. The way he would like squeeze into small spaces. I don't know if you remember, anyone remembers oh. that from the early series of the X-Files. There's a yeah, guy who could like horrible. squeeze into small spaces. It reminded me of that. I remember that. <laughs> horrible episode. Okay, so I don't know what I've got that can follow up on beef. Um, I thought you were going to finish up. I've got two, so I can come back to me. So um, I think the scariest thing that happened to me recently um, was that a doctor had to put his finger up my arse. <laughs> <laughs> But that's scary in a different way. Um, I'm recovered from that now. Nice. Uh, that was what I was talking to you about the other night where I had a scary... No, yeah, definitely. It was awkward. I sat, I sat there with him. I'd already spoke to a different nurse on the phone. And um, he was like, okay, so... Um, Dr. Shout out to Dr. Um, he was like, yeah, so um, the female doctor spoke to me about what you spoke to her about on the phone. And um, so I already know what we're facing. And I was like, okay. And he's like, well... I'm going to have to see it. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah. So that's the scariest thing that happened to me recently. Um, But it was fine afterwards, so that's all right. Um, But the other scary thing that happened to me recently, and this is really nothing. I was sat in uh, our spare room. I've been sat in the spare room of our flat recently. And, you know, I'd already said to you guys, um, one time when Becca was away, I walked through the hallway and, like, a black figure ran towards me, like a cat. And I felt like I jumped over a cat. Like, what the fuck was that sort of thing? Um, so it's the same hallway section and I was sat on the spare bed just listening to some of my studies on my headphones and Becca had popped up the post office and you know when a door is like a jar and you've got the crack down the spine of the door where the hinges are you just can see through that and I just saw a figure walk past that bit and I was like oh Becca's home I was like hi nothing I took my headphones off I was like what the fuck went and stood in the hallway hello nothing there and then I just got this horrible, like, chill over my body. You know, when you're like, oh, something's not right here. Um, and that was it. That's the end of it. It was just like I saw something walk past the hallway door from where I was sat. And it's not even like it could be a um, light or anything, because that hallway hasn't got any windows. Yeah, there's no... So, yeah, I should point that out as well. That's a window with no hallways. Uh, a hallway with no... <laughs> window with no hallways. <laughs> <laughs> A hallway with no windows. It's it's just there's just the light from the light which was out at the time, so it was just a pass. But yeah, a very odd thing that happened recently that really made me be overcome of a weird feeling. 
as it happened. And it was interesting that it happened in the same place as the black figure had run under my feet um, yeah. earlier this year. So it was a strange thing that happened to me recently. Our flat's haunted. Haunted flat. Related to Mr. Dr. Not, not related to Dr. Shout out to Dr. Thanks for setting my mind at ease. Um. <laughs> You'd rather that in, in your mind be at ease than we're talking about your ass. We're talking about my anus now. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Right, I'm, I'm alright. Get checked. Yeah. yeah. Get checked out. If you're not sure about anything, this is non-scary stuff aside. If you're not, if you're not sure about anything, I've had all my bits looked at by doctors, and it always feels better afterwards. <laughs> I can think Especially if they lose. Yeah, see, so, yeah, Brad's, Brad's had the, the finger as well. I don't, I feel like I'm missing out. I met on holiday. <laughs> he said he was a doctor anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're a doctor, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> oh, I feel like I've missed, missed out. Have <laughs> you had a finger up your arm? By a doctor. Not just in No, I've had like all scanned. Oh, I remember that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we've just, we're just about, we had a little piss break, we had a little opening a new beer break, and now we're going to carry on around the circle. Becca, what you got? Oh god, I wasn't prepared for this. Um, well, I grew up in a tiny village, um, and there's a pub in the village called The Swan, and I found out, um, I knew it was a really old pub, it's got like a thatched roof, and Obviously, it's been there for years. Um, and we used to go down there as kids and, like, family and stuff. Um, and I was looking up, like, stories and stuff. But I was like, oh, my mum was like, oh, why don't you check out the pub? Because it's obviously, like, quite old. It turns out it was built in the 15th century. Um, is that right? Yeah, 15th century, yeah. Um, and it's been, like, added to... It just sounded like really old, but it is really old. It's like five or six hundred years old, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, and it's been like added to and built on and stuff like that. Um, and then I started looking it up earlier. Um, turns out um, some people did like a seance in 2002. Like this group of like ghost hunters which, and stuff. Which is it? It's the swamp. Okay. And they did, there was like a few of them. There's like four or five people and they did two separate ones. So the first time they went there... Um, they sort of split up into two groups and was like checking it out, um, like went upstairs, some spooky stuff kind of happened, like lots of like feelings coming over people and stuff like that. Um, and they sort of, there was a few definite um, like distinctive spirits there. They kind of made out one woman and like two guys. And the woman, the first time they went there, she was very like kind of timid and like a bit sort of forlorn and sad. Um, and there was a younger guy there. He didn't pop up too much, but then the older guy, he was quite aggressive and like persistent and he's, and um, yeah, definitely more of like a presence. So they sort of went around and did um, like the dowsing rods and stuff like that. And because they did it in two groups, like there was kind of like spots around the pub that were like, kind of more hot spots. Was um, it a televised thing or was it just a... No, no, it was just this, like, right. group. And then, like, I think maybe, like, a month later they went back to do, like, part two sort of thing, like, explore it a bit more. And again, split up into two groups. And, like, one person they were sort of stood outside and was, like, really overcome by a vision of this old guy with, like, whiskers, like, coming at them. Um, like really, like that was the older like guy who was like quite a powerful presence, like grey hair, a bit like gaunt kind of. Mm. And then the other person who stood with, stood right next to them, um, like felt that presence as well, but didn't like see it, like the vision of it, like coming towards them. Um, and then the woman that they'd experienced like last time, she was a bit more angry and aggressive as well, and sort of communicated like her like distrust in them and stuff like that that she didn't like them really being there it turns out that the two guys um the older gentleman was james senior this guy called james and then the younger male presence that they'd found was james junior so his son and the woman was called um harriet and she was james um junior's partner and they sort of lived in the um in the pub and um, 
James Sr. ended up murdering James Jr. and then having a relationship with Harriet. Whoa. And um, he murdered James Jr. and put him in, in the well outside, oh, which is now buried underneath the car park. Imagine um, that, yeah. Mental, yeah, isn't it? That is mental. we're talking about a fucked up family. And yeah, yeah, the f- really. yeah, the female spirit that they encountered when the first time they went there, she was really present. In there's like a back area of the kitchen, and there's a room off of it that we'll just call like the um, like utility room. It's got all like the washing up area and stuff from the pub, and she was like really powerful presence there, like both times that they visited. And I used to work in that room. Um, um, when I was probably about 14 or 15 and I did the pot washing for the pub and it's always been like a like kind of dour feeling in that place and I used to be there quite late at night obviously after everybody has like done the kitchen and everything and I was in there on my own a lot of the time um, just like well, washing you pots weren't, you weren't quite alone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well um yeah, just there for like hours, and it's not, there's like one light, it's like a tiny, tiny, um, it's quite a big room, but it's like just kind of empty, it's just like pots and stuff all around, like just surfaces. Um, and yeah, I was there on my own, like nobody could see me or anything. I was like round the corner washing up and using the um, really rubbish washing machine. Um, That's the scariest thing. Like, I love that bit yeah. of detail. That's really <laughs> well, like some, like some stuff like happened, like there was like a pile of utensils and stuff that just like flew off the side one time. Um, that was really creepy. Just like generally like spooky kind of atmosphere Classic, and stuff. Spooky but it was like, you know, content. yeah, something like, something like flies off the counter and it's like clatters and oh, it was really horrible. Remember when we so. talked about that haunted pub on the show before and the guy used to have to go down in a wine cellar and people would see the ghost down there but you didn't have a face. It was looked like a oh, yeah, TV static for a face, and it would like walk along the hallway towards them. Oh. <laughs> so I think of it like that: the classic, there is the classic pub haunting, old pubs yeah. and old farms, old, old uh, barns like this. Barns, yeah. <laughs> oh, I got a sec. Beef's got something. It's a spark, something in beef. Impromptu. So there was, um, yeah. So. Sam's and Sam's family used to own the pub. You know who Sam is. Come on. So Sam, uh, just just an old mate from school that we all know. Um, so his parents used to own the pub, and they used to have a guard dog that used to fucking nasty dog that was just like proper old school guard. You know, like in like caricature guard dog, where it, like Butch with a chain, like that kind of thing. Um, and he was like, yeah, he was pretty like aggressive nasty dog but he wouldn't go in this like the cellar he just wouldn't go in there and there was rumors that there was yeah someone had been killed in there mm. or there was some like nasty spiritual activity in there but i just remember this dog being really aggressive and very controlling and domineering and then it was like this just turned into like this little puppy whenever he was near the cellar it was really weird it was horrible mental Dog, dogs are intuitive, aren't they? Yeah, animals can sense stuff that we can't. Yeah. So I don't know if this is coming across on the recording, um, but the echoey atmosphere of the barn... <laughs> we're all standing here naked. <laughs> <clears throat> the echoey atmosphere of the barn and the slight like rain on the roof. Whenever someone's speaking, I'm like, go on. I'm really drawn into it. There's something about just like... It's not so echoey. It's like just enough that you're like... Mm, you're like drawn into the stories. Yeah. Um, so I really hope we get that sort of atmosphere on this recording. Yeah. I also kind of hope that Dan comes up from somewhere with fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> like chaos, like the birds are <laughs> down, the petrol explodes. I listened to clips of the other two back campfires yesterday just to get a feel of what we had to like sort of go up against because I know how popular those ones were. But, you know, this is different, isn't it? It's not a campfire, it's a barnstormer, as Tiss said. So, Brad, it's over to you. Cool. Yeah, well, again, I think before, on one of the old ones, I tried to look for local 
stories or whatever. So I just, again, looked for local ones. And then one come up about the, uh, the old Odeon in Aylesbury. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it's... I don't know. This is the first time I've heard it, but apparently um, when it was... Well, I think, what does it say? So it's um, about 2003. Um, it says the staff were convinced that in screen five, it felt different to the other screens. And, it, you know, one usher, um, you know, he went to turn the lights off. Uh, sorry, went to dim the lights and they completely went off. And then, <laughs> this is fucking freaky. Like an oval f- a face appeared on the screen, Aww. but without any eyes. Like, and I was like, as soon as I read that, I was like, fuck this. <laughs> I was like, could you imagine yourself in that? No, oh, I couldn't. And just like, literally, this, this face with no eyes, like, come on the screen. But then after that, it said, like, only pairs were allowed to, like, usher that, that screen. You, you couldn't do it by yourself. Yeah, yeah, they were like, yeah. So it says after that, the screen was uh, entered in pairs. Um, and it said, as guests seemed to still be there after the film, but they weren't. Oh. So it's like people had left, and then there's still this thing of like you can see back to the There's still people there, like, yeah. Oh. But but apparently this would um, it was quite close proximity of like the old Crown Court, yeah. and and that's where uh, like hangings and stuff like that used to take place oh. like oh a long God. time ago. And uh, oh. yeah, and they people are saying oh it could be something to do with that blah blah blah, but. When I read about the face on the screen, That's I was horrible. like, Wait, just put myself in that. Uh, it's now, a, hasn't it been changed into it's an old people's home? I haven't been through, the last time I went through, it just had scaffolding in it. Yeah. It's very nice old people's It does, yeah, it looks nice, but, yeah, it looks yeah, nice, but don't go into I used to go yeah. to that old screen old five. Yeah, I, yeah. I watched Toy Story 2 in screen five. Woody's gone face looking back but there's just the thing, is like when you said about that ghost with like just the thing, at like a uh, the static, like static the face, as a face, yeah. or like a face with no eyes, or Any, so oh, it's just something like that is horrendous. That right, yeah. It's really creepy. But is it better that there's no eyes, so it's not like they're looking at you? No. So oh. see no, no eyes is horrible. The yes. eyes are also like, you creepy. people say like, oh, they always remember the eyes, like your guy in, with the vent. Mm. Yeah. 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 Eyes are so... Powerful. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah but I think the, the thing with no eyes is like, what's it looking at me with? Yeah. Oh, creepy. That's weird, I think, because we've all been to that cinema as well. I've not been to that cinema. I'm not sure I have been. been. Really? Yeah, I remember. I think it was shut uh, by the time I've been Yeah. I've only been to that one that we watched. The big one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the old God. one, I, I saw James and the Giant Peach there. Yeah. It was a really old film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was a real young kid. Toy Story 2 was the last time I saw them before it closed down. I don't down. think I knew what Ellsbury was at that age. <laughs> you weren't ready. Ellsbury's a state of mind. Like, uh, one of the, isn't it like a, a grade list of buildings? It was, it was wasn't it? I think you're right because they couldn't, they couldn't do anything with it for ages. That's what I was saying. Yeah. the scaffolding man for so long. Yeah. Yeah. I think Rachel yeah. said there was like an old spiral staircase that was really wow. yeah, possibly. Like protected by one day obviously, oh, yeah. it down. Mm-hmm. So I know there used to be a, um, there was like a, I don't know what you'd call it, but a, a fa- like people used to try and break into old buildings mm. and there was a lot of people doing that into that place, but mm. because there was so much pigeon shit in there, it was yeah. classed as being really dangerous because it was like letting off all these, I don't know, like horrible gases. No, 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 like oh. literally people going Did in and... Fi- yeah, they it, go yeah. like... Um, <laughs> They break in to like... To like old places yeah. just to like and record I've themselves done that, going in there, in yeah. I've an asylum. Oh, oh God. Mental. Can you pass the cord back to back rest again? Go on. That is... What? Oh. So you... Just repeat what you just said. <laughs> you know, like, we're talking about people who break in to like places to like explore them. I think they go with like cameras and stuff yeah, like that. Do. Like, I used to be... Urban explorers. Urban explorers. Yeah, that's the one. I looked at like, like yeah when I was in college I think I looked into like Chernobyl and stuff like that people right. like visit there kind of thing um, was I at uni? yeah I think yeah, I was, was yeah I was living in Tokyo. yeah I was so this there's this um, abandoned asylum in Northampton Tiss you've been there right? St Crispin's yeah St Crispin's full of smackers did you? Yeah. I went on my own <laughs> yeah I went on my own Okay. Why? 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 I think it was part of my uni project. I was like, oh, um, 
like yeah, looking into like um, an exploration or like abandoned places and stuff. Yeah, I went on there on my own. It was in it was in like broad daylight in the middle of the day, but it was definitely creepy, like creepy pasta, yeah. like feeling the whole time. Just felt like I was had eyes on me the entire time I was there. Was, was really there anyone like, like a figure of an old patient with its arms tied up in a straitjacket banging no. his um, TV? <laughs> no, it was just like, <laughs> no, like, <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> it was just like the vibe, like the feeling of it was quite horrible. Do you think it's quite psychological horrible. because you know, yes. already know before we get there that it's going to be a creepy place? But I think I was, I wouldn't have gone there if I didn't feel comfortable going. And I'm not really into like getting spooked out or anything like that. It was more like, oh, I want to see this. It was more like architectural, like building, yeah. yeah, like, and I wanted to, and I took photos and stuff of it and everything. I've driven past it, but I've never been inside. Yeah, have you been to it? Yeah, the band I was in at the time was a big band. Here we go. We, Chris um, and Crispin's part two. It's gone now. It's been. I worked on the building site, which actually uh, redeveloped that area. Um, but yeah, I went there a few times with some friends doing like urban exploring, and then we needed a place to shoot uh, like band shots. So we went there with a photographer once. I remember once. them now, I remember them, yeah. Yeah, uh, and a policeman like saw us and was like, oh, stop! And I was just like, okay. He's like, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. And I was like, oh, we're just doing a photo shoot. He's like, you're just doing a photo shoot? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he just saw it and was like, what the fuck? And was like, okay, I haven't had a complaint, so if I hear a complaint or anyone says anything, I'll have to come back and turf you out, but just don't do anything stupid and you'll be fine. <laughs> so, so, yeah. uh, no. Did you get a creepy vibe? You're always going to have a creepy vibe. Uh, we went in the evening once and I did. When I went in the dark, I definitely did. But when we went back there in the day for the photo shoot, because we were just, there were so many of us and the vibe was like photo shoot, it yeah. kind of. Yeah, like we went with like a purpose. Yeah. It felt like a bit of a, just a wrecked building. Yeah. Um, yeah. The very first time we went was dark and it was like an unknown quantity. So that was when it was really creepy because, well, one, there was ghosts. Two, there was probably homeless people because I was just like, if I was homeless, I'd fucking stay here. Because it's like a massive building, shelter. There's like more than one building as well, yeah. there? was like um, several Was there anything weird in your pictures? There was one room that was locked uh, that had like a film projector in it. It was like, had like a hole for the projector and we looked through the hole of where it was and there was a projector in there in a the room. We were trying to get into the room but all the doors were like barred. But it was a real like, like probably not working, but a projector, like an old school projector. I was like, oh fuck. I'd love to know what film was on that. Yeah. It looked like the sort of thing you see in like movies. You like... Imagine if you break in and you're like, ah, oh, what are we going to see on this projector? It's clearly going to be like old footage of the patients and like oh, some so of the experiments weird. they did. It was like drawers. Come, Something about Mary. Fucking junior. <laughs> 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 junior would be great. Junior's pretty scary anyway. Uh, <laughs> I would never few... do that on my no, own. No, There's a few abandoned, like big abandoned weird buildings near to where I live. And I always think like they look creepy. Do you know the ones I mean? If you come into the city from the motorway yeah. and you've got that big oh, abandoned yeah. warehouse with no windows. Yeah, I always look at that and think, what's going on in there? It's been there like even before we moved there, like years before we moved there, I used to drive past that and go, what's going on in there? See, to me, the idea of like the, the, idea of the abandoned factories and the abandoned asylums is like, I'm, I would be totally creeped out by the idea of like a ghost appearing up a hallway but I'd be way more scared of seeing a figure run towards me and it's just like a crazy smackhead yeah and that's very likely to be in someone like that yeah yeah Yeah, alive a ghost of a smackhead (laughs) yeah yeah I'd be scared so that's scary to me that's like a reason I wouldn't go in on my own um, in Stukely there's the um, beef keeps me reminded so I just keep remembering stuff about Stukely I don't know what it is and I just yeah (laughs) well there was we went to um I don't even know what it was. Is, uh, I don't know if it was like an old dairy or something, but there's something in Stukeley which is it's like an old factory, but I think it then got taken over by some other company. Anyway. A bag shop. No, it's just, I don't know, maybe it was a dairy, I can't remember. 
But we went down there one Saturday afternoon and just had a look around. And the scariest thing was that... This isn't even a story. I don't know why I've got this. Just the scariest thing was that we went there and there was like a sleeping bag and then like a couple of porn bags. And it really freaked me out. I was like, someone's here. Like, someone's here and... They've been wanking. Yeah, having a wank whilst looking at us. (laughs) Where did we go with our um, English Heritage Pass in York? To the cold, the cold War bunker. Oh, the Cold War bunker. Yeah. <laughs> that's where it's good. It's like yeah. York, cold War bunker. So that's like the main one in the area, but I didn't realise there's one in Cheddington. Yeah, bunker. Yeah. Um, and we went up there as kids. It's like behind the houses up. Um, you have to kind of go around the back of this um, patch of woods on a hill. Um, and it's kind of like hidden in the trees. I always thought it was like a World War II thing, but it's a, I think it's a Cold War bunker. Yeah, they're everywhere. They're yeah, and it's just like this little chute that comes out of the ground. And obviously when you're like nine, you're intrigued by what the hell this thing is. Nine? Yeah, nine or ten we were like... We just used to go around the fields like... We live in the middle of absolutely nowhere. What's going to happen? We like discover a Cold War bunker. Un- unlocked. Unlocked. Yeah. You like, yeah, so you like fling back the hatch and like go down these like just stairs and you're just in like this tiny little room. There's like only a couple of us there. We're like 9, 10, 11. Yeah. And I don't know. Well, there was like like uh, homeless stuff in there, like sleeping bags and like drinks and things like that. Well, (laughs) if there was, I didn't know at nine. I didn't know what I was looking at. Yeah, that was that, quite that terrifying. Maybe I was yeah. older than 9 or 10, I can't remember. Yeah, like Maybe I was like 10 or 12, 11. That's the thing, that's the scary thing, is if you did walk in and there's a, someone there... That's more kids, terrifying. Like, yeah. 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 Yep. I'd be waiting for you. <laughs> so the uh, Cold War bunker thing. Right. This might interest Beef and Tiss, as they've been there. Yeah, you guys, so the fields behind my mum's house, yeah. those big fields, there's a, one of those in the middle of them fields. And I've been there with my stepdad. Um, he showed me it, but it's not open. Because otherwise I would have definitely made you boys go in there when you visit. <laughs> yeah. Go on, have a look. Yeah. Tell me what it's like. Yeah, but this Roadhead's a creepy place anyway. It's terrifying. Is your mum still in that house? She is. She nearly moved this year. So. The, still haunted though. Yeah. If you'd never told me any of the stuff that happened at your mum's house, yeah. it's still scary. Yeah, it's creepy, isn't it? It's I think it's just because it's in the middle of nowhere and it's so gloomy. I feel like Roadhead, the sun, the sun never shines in Roadhead. I think, like, so, uh, yeah, yeah, let's get this on the recording. So, uh, one, um, one, one afternoon I was having a poo in the... Uh, oh, this is scary. In, in the toilet next, next to your mum's bedroom. Mm. It's not an ensuite, but they've got like a little bathroom. It's right? like an upstairs bathroom that has two doors that lead into it, and yeah. neither of them have neither locks. Neither of them have a lock. So I was having a poo, like a hawk, so just watching both these doors, and they're both like. And the toilet there. is raised up from ground level, so yeah. you can look like... out all the windows. You're on like a throne. <laughs> And I was just and there's a window either side, so you're looking. <laughs> it's like my stepdad wants to like survey his land. <laughs> it was so like, yeah, this isn't even a story. I just don't like that toilet because I was very aware that was like I can see out onto the field, and what if there was someone just watching me have a shit? Hmm. That's the story. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about the time no. my stepdad walked in on you having a shit. Well, that was downstairs, wasn't it? <laughs> That was the downstairs yeah, did, toilet, yeah. yeah. I thought that was downstairs, because that's what I was taken by surprise when you said about the upstairs toilet. No, that was downstairs. I was leaping for a woman's weekly. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's like that like, basket full of old magazines next to the toilet. Yeah, um, anyway, it was, yeah, that wasn't very pleasant. No, it doesn't sound very pleasant. No. <laughs> anyway, Hayley, you've got to follow that up now. Oh, well, this is really a, a short little mystery. So um, this is from Pennsylvania, 1938. Right, this is quite serious. Now hush now. So um, the West family uh, decided after going to church that they would go for an outing into the countryside. And um, there's two little girls, Marjorie, who was four, and um, her 11-year-old sister, they went off into the field to pick wildflowers. And the sister, who doesn't get a name check, she went back to talk to her parents. And Marjorie, the four-year-old, disappeared from the middle of this field, like 
wide open space, nowhere to be seen. And it seemed like a normal kidnap story, apparently. Um, other than Marjorie's life intersected with someone called Georgia Tan, who was a woman that ran Tennessee Children's Home Society. And she was praised for her, find, her ability to find homes for children in need. But in actual fact, she abducted 1,200 children Whoa. and placed them with rich families um, in far-off states like California for a hefty fee. So they don't know for sure, but this, they think this little Marjorie... So it's only 1938, so she could potentially still be alive and unaware of her true identity. Yeah. So there's a 1,200 children. I mean, how'd you get away with that? Incredible. But that's just a weird thing, like... There must, be cho- there must be people in the world who have been abducted as children and don't know who they are, yeah. but also don't have reason to believe they're not who they think they are. Think they are. Mm. So it's horrible. It's not really ghosty or scary. It's just it's a weird odd and horrible. Yes. It still fits the remit or yeah. <laughs> so... Anyway, I don't know if I spoke about this on the pod, so please stop me if I have. But the memory of it came back to me today because of where we're recording this. So I was just at the beginning, we're in a creepy, echoey barn. Rats crawling around. Rain pattering on the, <laughs> on the roof. There's a bucket <laughs> with an eye line. Um, but... Hayley, do you remember our visits to the Scary Dairy? Yes. Have I talked about the Scary Dairy on the podcast? I don't think you spoke about it on the... Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm the wrong person to ask. Mm. I think if you don't remember, we probably haven't. Right. Well, well, we'll talk about it again because we've got to pad this episode now. So I used to live in the village of Wing, Buckinghamshire. Home counties. Wing. And... Um, there was an old abandoned farm that we knew about with me and my friend, uh, shout out to Ben Hall, who I've mentioned on <laughs> all my podcasts by now, I think, at some point. But um, we'd heard about this abandoned farm, a dairy farm. And from Ben's house, we would cross the road, go over a field, go across a little brook, go through another field, through an old sort of uh, muddy pass, Across another field it was like a sort of route that we knew to get to this dairy farm that was completely abandoned and actually had um sort of tape around it you weren't supposed to go into it because it was dangerous and uh we we used to go down there and we we visited it a few times and the barn part of it had the roof half caved in um and there was like other sections of it you could go in and obviously there's an old porno mag in there because it's an abandoned building um but we went there a few times and we used to bring my old video camera there and we used to try and film to see if we saw any like spooks or ghoulies and things like that. Because the story was that the main barn, the one that the roof had fallen in on, um, during the initial foot and mouth crisis many years ago, the farmer had sort of lost his whole livelihood because of that. And um, the, the barn part was where he had hung himself. And since then it had been abandoned um, no one claimed ownership from it, no family, and it'd been sort of just cordoned off, and then that it just fallen into ruin. And um, so I went there in the day one time with Ben and one of our friends, and um, we had been there, and we sort of were sort of just like investigating the whole area and uh, heard a strange noise. So we went into the part of the building that was intact. It wasn't the wooden part; it was the actual stone building. So we went in there and sort of hid around the corner and was like, well, what's going on? We're gonna, more like we're going to get in trouble for being here. But um, we heard the noise of, it felt like someone was around, footsteps, movement, what have you. And um, sort of what sounded like a voice, but you couldn't make out anything that was being said. And we waited and we sort of looked at each other like, you know, sort of trying to uh, communicate with each other through eye contact when it's safe to sort of you're holding your breath and it's thinking like that even if you are in trouble you just oh god 
that I hope we don't get caught. So you're just holding your breath and you're looking at each other and thinking, you know, when is it safe to come out? And eventually we sort of went, okay. But there was no one around, no sign of anyone being around, no, no one walking up any of the paths, just a weird feeling between us, like we were all pretty sure someone was here, but there's no sign of anyone being here. And sort of all routes from there, you can look down and see where someone would have gone. But there's no one there. But we didn't really think anything of that time. Um, the next time we took a video camera with us and we went at night. So it was me and Ben, um, our friend John and Haley was there. So there was four of us and uh, we went and we, and Jibs was there as well. Sorry, yeah, Jibs was there and Jibs was really scared and Rach Fox was there because she was sort of trying to make him not so scared the whole time. So them two were sort of away. Um, but we were sort of investigating the place and filming it and dicking around at night in the dark um, in this place we shouldn't be. And we checked all the video footage and there was nothing really and we didn't hear anything the whole time we were there. So we left and walked back up to where we lived. But where we lived, I mentioned before, between the field and where it was, there's this long, thin, narrow sort of walkway path you had to make. It was just like a muddy path. All the trees had overgrown it completely. And the video camera's still running because we're teenagers and being foolish. And um, it's being sort of passed between people and you can see us all walking up there. Didn't think anything of that bit because that's not the bit that was creepy. But when I looked back at the video footage and I'd showed it at certain points to everyone who was with us at that, at that point, and I don't actually have the video footage anymore, unfortunately, but there's an extra person walking with us the whole way back through this muddy path. And you can see, um, so the person at the back who's filming, I think it was Jibs holding the camera at the time, and there's me and, and hey, I think it was me and you walking in front, and maybe John, there's like three of us walking in front, but in the video, there's four of us walking in front. And you can see three of us, and the third person is like a black outline just walking with all four of us. And we're laughing, but there's an extra person walking up this completely overgrown. There's no, you can't see the sky on this pathway. It's just the canopy of trees. And um, eventually this, and I, when I watched it back, I thought, who is that walking with us? Because I could account for every voice and where everyone was. I was like, who is that? And eventually that black figure sort of passes sideways. It walks sort of at a diagonal direction and just fades into the tree line. And it's gone by the time we get to the end of the pathway. And that's the weirdest bit of footage I ever got of anything. And I don't have it. Like, even, maybe even weirder, like, I don't have that footage. It, like, corrupted. I have all that old, my old footage of that time, but that footage I don't have. That's the one bit I don't have. But I'd shown that to everyone and said, what do you think of that? And I wouldn't tell them what it was first. I'd say, what, who, how many people are in front there? There's four. Well, keep watching. And then they would see that fourth person sort of... It's almost like they faded across the three people that was next to them into the trees to the right and disappeared. And um, the fact that, that we were recording in this barn tonight just brought back the memories of us walking around that old haunted dairy farm that we used to call the scary dairy and used to visit at night and try and spook each other out. But that was the creepiest thing about it. And it wasn't actually at the farm. It was the path that led away from the farm one night. So anyway, that's what I remember from my visit to the Scary Dairy, and I don't think I've told that on the pod before. And um, oh, that rem- yeah, that's what I remember. So that's um, I don't know if you heard what Haley said. She said she remembers seeing orbs there, or people talking about orbs there. So our friend John, uh, who he, me and Tiss used to be in a band with, on that video, he was obsessed with the fact that he could see orbs when we, were, whenever he had the camera and he had it on night vision mode. He was in because there was another, there was two barns, wasn't there? There was the one that was collapsed, and there was another big barn, and that was the room that he kept saying that he could see orbs every time he had the camera. There's definitely orbs in here. I know all about orbs, and he was obsessed with orbs. Um, so I didn't see any orbs, but John, John, John Holby, if you're out there, he saw orbs that night apparently. Um, but yeah, the scary dairy. Really, recording in this barn tonight made me remember that that old barn. But has anyone hung themselves in this one? No. Well, just someone might hung himself this year. Corona is a tough time to get through. No. So, so not in this barn then. I thought you were going to do like a Dan and Emily, and then like, and he's here tonight, and then this shadow just walks out from behind those bags. To be honest, when you were doing your story, I was like, he's, he's planned this. Didn't you, when he was telling his first story and the rain started picking up, I was like, he's had a word with the fucking rain, he's got this all rigged. 
someone's out there with a hose. <laughs> I genuinely thought someone was going to... You hadn't told us Dan had come back from Gloucester and he was, like, going to burst through or something. Or, like, you'd look and in the doorway they'd just have two eyes looking. I genuinely thought it was rigged. It felt so like he's building up to something. But, yeah, the scary dairy. Oh. Yeah. You've never told us that before. I don't No, I brought it all back to me. You feel like you've seen the footage, Tess? I don't remember the footage being of supernatural origin, but I remember just those cu- those cuts where you'd have, like... You know, you used to put the, the words across the mm. videos. I remember Scary Dairy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I did yeah. a cut of the footage I still had from that night a few years ago, but it didn't have that bit on it because I couldn't get it. And we watched it at your, you guys, we went over your guys' house and I played this, I was like, I've got like bits of the scary dairy footage and we played it and we watched it at yours and I kept cutting the whole way going, orbs, orbs, <laughs> like at different points because it was making us laugh. But um, yeah, so I did... I seeing that No, that footage of him sort of melding into the trees, I, I haven't got that. When did that come up? Like pretty soon after you took it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I probably wouldn't have made. I show it was while I was still living in Wing because I would have people come around my house in Wing because I lived around the corner from our school. Right, right. And people just knew where I lived because I lived on the high street. So people would just like knock and come. I miss my bus. So like, do you want to hang out? Yeah, sure. And I would show them the video. But like, what do you think of this? And I'd try to get loads of people's opinion of it. Mm. They'd be like, "Fucking hell, that fucking video again." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, you know, I don't have that footage anymore. But. You never showed me that one. You did show me the other one of Ben Hall about 12 times. <laughs> ben Hall in Weymouth. Oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> ben Hall, I, I'm trying to get Ben Hall to buy a porno mag because he looks older than me. And... Yeah. <laughs> right, have we got any more stories? I've been sitting with this on pause for ages. There's another rat. Yeah. It's just gone behind the tractor. Oh, so we're surrounded by rats. The rain is still trickling. Had a couple of beers, and I think we're out of stories. Yeah. I'm out of stories. So we'll leave you there. I was going to do a listener's story, because it was about a barn. I, yeah, do you want me to? All right, okay, I'll tell one more story, and then we'll wrap up there. I wasn't going to tell any listener's stories on this, because I normally save them for the listener's stories episodes. Okay, so this is from, get the name up first. A listener called Charlotte. I don't have your surname to hand at the moment, Charlotte, but you'll know who you are when you hear the story. You sent this quite a while ago, and I was going to save it, but we're in a barn right now. My parents live near Carlisle, in an old barn and farmhouse built, we think, around 1800. They've always lived there, and I grew up there. Not long ago, we found out about the following story when a neighbour was looking up the history of the village, which is called Lamanby. I've copied from Wikipedia because I'm not sure of the details. So this is the quick summary from Wikipedia. Lamanby, on 28th of January 1845, was the scene of a notoriously brutal infanticide by a drunken mother. According to the Times of a few days later, quote, on Tuesday evening, the 18th, the mother made up a large fire in the kitchen of her own house with the determination of sacrificing her child in the flames. She stripped off all the child's clothes and hid them in a hole behind the inner door of the ash midden, and having done so, took the child by its legs and arms and roasted it to death. Turns out that while this happened in a house just up the road, the woman is recorded on the next year's census for our house, so we think she might have worked there. We were talking about it, and all said we loved the house and had never felt anything creepy there, but as we carried on chatting, one of my older sisters said that actually her toys had turned on in the night a couple of times when she was really young. And my other sister said that she remembered her saying that at the time. The first sister then added that when she was about 14, she had been sleeping on the floor of the living room with friends and woke up to the sound of the doors of the house opening one at a time as if someone was coming through the house to the living room. She heard the living room door open, but didn't see anything as it was dark. She assumed it was mum checking that they were asleep and stayed quiet and didn't think much of it. She mentioned it to mum the next day, and mum said that she hadn't checked on them at all. As soon as my sister told that story, I remember being in my bed at around the same age and clearly hearing my bedroom door open. 
It had a really creaky handle. Same as my sister, I thought it was my mum and sat up to look over the end of the bed and see why she had come in. The door was still shut and no one answered when I called out to mum thinking she was outside the door. Same as my sister, I didn't think much of it and asked my mum about it the next day. She said it wasn't her. Both things happening separately and not being that scary at the time meant we hadn't much thought of it. But when we both told these stories and mum said that she remembered us saying what had happened, but that again it definitely wasn't her, we were a bit freaked out. We all went to bed thinking we were being silly. Then, my five-year-old nephew said the next morning that someone had shushed him in the middle of the night and it wasn't any of us. None of us had really talked about this stuff before or taken it seriously. But all that together seemed weird. Now I know what you're thinking, but if mum sleepwalks, she only ever does it when dad's at work, which seems unlikely. Added to this, the house of the woman who murdered her child would have stood where someone's garden is now. The people who live there say that if you dig too deep in the garden, you find a lot of ash. And they've seen a strange, small child walking through the garden several times. So thanks, Charlotte, for that. Um, Listener of the week, I guess. (laughs) That's really great. Yeah. And I guess we'll call it a night there. Night. Happy Halloween. (laughs) So I guess I'll... um, Happy Happy Halloween, everybody. (laughs) See you later. Bye-bye. Love you lots. Bye. Love you. Bye-bye. Love you. checked out if you're not sure about anything this is non-scary stuff aside if you're not if you're not sure about anything i've had all my bits looked at by doctors and it always feels better afterwards ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>